Oh, holy night, the stars are right behind me. It is the night of the night of the night. Oh, hey, I didn't even see you come in. I was just practicing Jesus' birthday song for the singing Christmas tree at church. We got a singing Christmas tree, and what that is is that's where all the choir members sing to sing for the holidays. And then it's right beside the poinsettia Christmas tree. It's a bunch of poinsettias in the shape of a Christmas tree. It's right beside that because poinsettia is like kind of like a Christmassy flower. But anyway, I stand at the tippy top. I stand at the tippy top of the thing Christmas tree and it waves back and forth. It kind of makes me a little nervous, but it makes me a little sick to my stomach, kind of like I was that one time Aunt Myrtle took me to Six Flags over Georgia and I ride all the rides and I feel a little flustered in my belly, but it's probably because back then I ate like four funnel cakes back then. But anyway, Thanksgiving this year is going to be a little bit different because you can't go out on Black Day where all the poor people go out to get cheap things and walk around in people's turkey farts. Can't do that this year. All your shopping's got to be done on Amazon or eBay. But I mean, I might sneak out a little bit on my tricycle and find something on Craigslist because I want to get mom and dad some used lawn chairs. So if I find me a good deal on Craigslist, I might sneak out and do it. But I hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving. Remember to put your, your mask on your turkey because you don't want the turkey to get the virus. going on everybody welcome to the glenn thanks the podcast thanksgiving edition hope that everybody's staying safe that's the main thing i hope everybody's being smart staying safe and uh i mean we're going into thanksgiving week this week and it officially becomes christmas season for all you slackers like i've been man i've been on christmas I mean, but all y'all are going to, like, start doing Christmas stuff now and be like, oh, my goodness, this is so much fun. Why didn't we do this before? And I'll be like, man, I try to tell you. I try to tell you that Christmas is just the best time of year, okay? So I went and got what I needed yesterday, or at least, like, the main stuff that I needed because a lot of times, a lot of times, uh, like, if you want to cook popular stuff on Thanksgiving, um, like everything gets sold out like pretty quick and then you have to like go around all these stores which on a normal year is not that big of a deal I mean I'll just go somewhere else but I didn't want to do that this year so I rounded up the main thing I'm making is I'm making um, cornbread dressing and there are a couple things that that I need uh, that are kind of hard to find sometimes because a lot of times the uh, like the cornbread cornmeal like they just sell so much of it down here because like look here i'm a dressing kind of person down in the south i know a lot of people up north are like we like stuffing stuffing and that's what my family my family mainly like i grew up on on stuffing whether it's stuffing the bird or just stuffing on the side 
it wasn't until I moved uh, like to the south, like when I moved up from Florida <laughs> and Alabama to South Carolina to the real south. Like it isn't until then that I started to to taste the different foods that were here and like cornbread dressing is like my favorite dressing. So I make it. I make it every year now. And dude, it is so good. It has a uh, like you make buttermilk cornbread, right? And then you take some biscuits, a few biscuits or a few slices of bread. I mean, bread's fine if you use three slices of sandwich bread instead of three biscuits. And you like crumble up all your cornbread. I usually make that the night before the cornbread. And then you crumble up all the cornbread and all the bread. You have a little salt. You have a little pepper. You have a little bit of sage, um, like rub sage. Um, you put three eggs in there, uh, like an onion, like kind of a small, medium onion. You dice it up. You have a couple stalks of celery. You dice up half a cup of butter. And then you put some cream of chicken soup. And then once you put all that in there, you put like uh, some chicken stock, right? Kind of to make it like a, like a, do you know, like when you make cornbread and then you dump it in the pan, it's kind of that consistency, but you dump in like a casserole, right? And, um, and then you put it in the oven and it's supposed to get golden brown and you take it out every once in a while and it can't be jiggly. Like nowhere on it can it be jiggly. It's got to be like kind of golden brown. You don't want to get it too done though. You want to talk about good. You want to talk about something that will, man, I look forward to that stuff. I look forward to that stuff. And I got me another pecan pie to just get warmed up a little bit. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. So I'm ready to go, man. I'm raring to go. But anyway, so I hope that, that everybody, that all of you have a good Thanksgiving. I don't know if I'll get another podcast out before Thanksgiving. Um, so I just want to wish you that now. But anyway, anyway, like, let me get off that. Let me get off the food. Um, <laughs> this week, this week I had something called patch testing done, right? I had this patch, like if you don't, like if you don't listen to my podcast, if you're new to my podcast, I'm going to tell you about my doctor visit. All right. That's what I do. Every other podcast, like some guy you've never met being like, and I went to the doctor this week for what ails me. And so I went to the doctor and they're doing the allergy test, you know, and they did all the food stuff already. And now they did like the stuff that gives me like contact dermatitis, like my skin breaks out. What am I, what am I sensitive to? Right. And so what they did was they put all these patch patches on my back and then they put like a big clear thing over that. And it was all these little squares, like, I don't know, 100, 150 little squares of different chemicals that, 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 that I had to just leave on my skin for a few days. Right. And, um, they were like, don't shower and don't move around a lot. So I took a couple of days off from work. I'm not going to lie. I snuck in the shower one time. I just can't go, man, like three days without a shower. I can't do it because when I'm not at work, I don't wear deodorant. Right. So because deodorant, like the antiperspirant deodorant is like not good for you. I know that. And so I like to let all my pores be free when I'm not at work. Right. And so I just don't. I don't know when I'm not around a lot of people, it's not a big deal. I'm not one of those people that stinks and doesn't, you know, like I'm not wearing deodorant anymore, you know, like a dirty hippie. But I mean, it's like, 
I just like, I, I don't know, man. I like to, I like to detoxify my armpits <laughs> when I'm not working. So I did sneak in the shower, but I was real careful, right? I was real careful not to get the patch wet. And I went back and they took it off. And it, like my whole back was broken out. <laughs> and even the nurse, when the nurse took it off, she was like, oh, you're allergic to a lot of stuff. And so by the end of it, I had to go back the next day because I had to go to the doctor like three days this week. I had to go back the next day for the results. And by the time I got home, like by the time it was over, I just left. They stapled this big stack of papers to get like go through every product you use and find these ingredients. And I was so over it, man. By the time I got home, I just left all that mess in the car because I'm 39 years old. So I've made it this far so it's kind of overwhelming, not overwhelming. Like oh, I can I just can't handle the truth. Like, uh, it was more like, I just don't care. Like at this point, I've invested so much of my week into this. Like I'll come back and revisit this when I have time, you know, and maybe change one product at a time. Right. I think I'm going to start with like a different shampoo, you know, like I'm going to start with a, shampoo for like premature babies or something and that's what i have to use from now on yeah but i mean i am grateful i'm grateful that like i know what's wrong with me now i know like well i don't know what's wrong with me i know one of the things is wrong with me is like i'm allergic to every godforsaken thing but I mean, so that's been going on this week. And something else that I didn't mention the last podcast or two is Sean Connery died. Right? Sean Connery you know, this has been like a lot of famous people have died this this year. But I mean, I grew up watching, you know, what is it? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Sean Connery was a hunt for the Red October. Wasn't he on that? Like there's tons of movies with Sean Connery. But um, something that I thought was funny was this video resurfaced of Sean Connery. And it's a big I mean, it's from probably it's probably over a decade ago when he was being interviewed by Barbara Walters and he was like, you know, I think slapping women is all right. So it's, I heard about it on a podcast and then I looked it up and it's been like, people have been talking about it for years, but it's not like everybody, see when he died, this is what's great. When he died, it's like everybody forgot everything forgot everything bad that he might have said or done you know it's kind of like uh it's kind of like if bill cosby died and everybody was like he was america's dad yeah that's it was kind of the same i mean i'm not comparing sean connery to bill cosby by any stretch but it just it just goes to show how i don't know it's kind of like if this clip came out right before he died, all the celebrities that were that were mourning his death would be like, you know, like screw him or just not say anything. But it was like it was like it just goes to show like how people are sheep and just follow, you know, what 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 is going on, like what they need to to stay woke, you know, because every all these celebrities want to stay woke no matter what happens. And, um, and so I found this clip and it's a crazy clip and I thought I'd play it today. I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I'm going to, 
So, uh, so in case you haven't heard it, this is the late, the great, the legend, Sean Connery. You did an interview in which you said, it's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't I, love that. I haven't changed my opinion. <laughs> you haven't? So. No. I haven't changed my opinion. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. You I don't think, think it's bad? It I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. Oh, what would merit it? Well, if you have tried everything else, and women are pretty good at this, that they can't leave it alone. Yeah. They don't they want to have the, the, the last word, and you give them the last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again and, and get into a really provocative situation. Then... I think it's absolutely right. <laughs> and then, then, I think it's absolutely right. See, my Sean Connery impression, whenever I try to do a Sean Connery impression, I, I sound like the Grinch. And when I try to do the Grinch, I sound like Sean Connery. In my own head. Because he said, some, I don't think it's, it's good, but it mer sometimes it merits it. Sometimes it's all right to slap them because they do get it. He's like, they do get out of line, Barbara. <laughs> they don't know when to leave it alone. See, everything that he said, everything that he said, in my opinion, like, except for the it's okay to slap a woman, he was like hitting the nail on the head. He had me. You know how some people have you? And you're like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like you'll listen to somebody and they'll be like, you know, I just believe that you should be free to express yourself. And I think that everybody should work together in a community and, and you know, off the grid is maybe the way to go. And uh, we just need to all love one another. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And then they're like, but I'm a cult leader and I get to bang everybody's wife. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you had me until then, buddy. That's kind of how the Sean Connery video was. And he was like, he was like, he was making good points. But like, they don't know when to let, they don't know when to leave it alone, Barbara. You know, because shit, Barbara doesn't know when to leave it alone. Barbara's bringing up, you know, past interviews. Do you remember that one time you said that horrible thing? Yes, and I haven't changed my mind, Barbara. But I just thought that that was crazy. I thought that that, because I never saw that video. I never saw that video until this week. And so I was like, I was like, dang, it's Tom Connery. He's slapping women up, which is not funny. It's not funny to abuse women. And it's not funny to like, but I just thought that it was great that, you know, somebody that, somebody that died that everybody's like, oh, what a legendary man. You know, it was really not that great, you know, because he's talking like, he's talking all crazy talk, man. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I just forgot. That's my tribute to Sean Connery. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, he liked to slap women when he was alive. There'll be less women getting beat now that he's dead. All right, moving right along. <laughs> Dang, Glenn. Dang, Glenn, on your Thanksgiving episode and everything. But uh, moving right along, there's a thing that... Uh, there's something that I wanted to talk to you guys about um, 
that I actually want to talk to you guys about because I know that I was going to try to stay away from like political things. And, um, and so I thought maybe it would be all right, um, to talk about something that happened like a long time ago, like during prohibition, right. That had to do with the government. Um, and it's something that, that, happened that's crazy that I didn't know about that I learned about that didn't surprise me at all um and what it is is that in during prohibition in 1926 the federal government poisoned alcohol to curb consumption right by the time prohibition ended in 1933 an estimated 10,000 people had died from this poisoning right so i was reading about it and i was like this is let's just take a minute and acknowledge that this is screwed up okay this is screwed up on several different levels but the government saying you can't drink alcohol okay during prohibition um sell alcohol, make alcohol. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to poison, since it's illegal, we're going to poison the all the alcohol that we can get our hands on. Before it hits hands for public consumption, we're going to poison as much as we can. Okay? And if you think about that, right... If you think about that and you think about it in terms of during prohibition, alcohol was like equivalent to illegal drugs today. So we can talk about cocaine. We can talk about heroin. We can talk about marijuana in many parts of the country. We can talk about crystal meth. And can you imagine the outrage? Yes, these substances are illegal or mostly illegal all over, both on a federal level and a state level. Um, throughout the country. But can you imagine the outrage if the government started poisoning all of these substances and people started dropping dead? Can you imagine the outrage? Right. And so what I did was I read up on this a little bit and it's legit. I mean, it's legitimately a thing. Um, and so I went to Snopes and I'm not a big fan on Snopes because Snopes Who's to say that they're, it's like people trust Snopes like, you know, like it's the, like it's the final word, right? And I don't because the, if, if something did need to be covered up, um, I think that they would do it. Yeah. I'm, that's just how skeptical I am just cause they're online and people are like, oh, Snopes, you know, who better to, to use to cover something up than Snopes. Right. But it says that, um, rating, uh, it's a mixture, like some of it's true, some of it's not. And it says what's true when manuf when the manufacture and sale of alcohol was illegal between 1920 and 1933, regulatory agencies encouraged measure making industrial alcohol undrinkable, including the addition of lethal chemicals. Was false. The government did not poison supplies of alcohol meant for human consumption, nor did it intentionally aim to kill those who drank the tainted products. Okay, so I don't understand why. I, I see. I don't. I don't understand. Just reading that, the true part says regulatory agencies encouraged measures making industrial alcohol undrinkable. 
including the addition of lethal chemicals, right? So those are regulatory agencies encouraging this. Like maybe they were like off the record, poison it, you know? But if you're a regulatory agency and you're encouraging making the alcohol undrinkable, including the addition of lethal lethal chemicals, um, I don't, I don't really get where, I mean, that's like the government poisoning it, right? Or encouraging you to poison it, right? And so, and then it says under what's false, um, the government did not poison supplies of alcohol meant for human consumption. That's because during prohibition, technically no alcohol was meant for human consumption. Correct. Isn't that right? Okay. And so let's see the origin of this. Uh, da, 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 da. As if Americans hadn't accumulated enough dark suspicions about their government over the past 50 odd years, along comes an internet factoid holding the United States government intentionally and fatally holding that the U.S. government, sorry, I don't know how to read. Y'all know that. You listen to my podcast. Intentionally and fatally poisoned more than 10,000 of its own citizens between 26 and 33. 1926, 1933. Let's see. The alarming claim is that the U.S. government added poisoned alcohol to discourage people from drinking it during Prohibition. Um... That didn't mean people stopped making, buying, and drinking booze. They just did it illegally. Um, As noted in virtually every U.S. history textbook ever written, one of the many negative unintended consequences of prohibition was a booming black market in alcohol that law enforcement was never able to subdue. Um, Let's see. The government did purposely add poisonous substances to alcohol and and this did result in thousands of deaths during prohibition the story of how that came to pass is longer and more nuanced than the internet meme suggests however it and it began well before the passage of the 18th amendment which made prohibition the law of the land there's so much that you can read about this right um online. There's so many articles. There's so many, um, like this is a clip from an article. It was Christmas Eve, 1926. The streets a glitter with snow and lights when the man afraid of Santa Claus stumbled into the emergency room at New York City's Bellevue, Bellevue Hospital. He was flushed, gasping with fear. Santa Claus, he kept telling the nurses, was just behind him wielding a baseball bat. That's pretty crazy. Before al- before hospital staff realized how sick he was, the alcohol-induced hallucination was just a symptom the man died. So did another holiday party-goer. And another, as dust fell as dust fell on Christmas, the hospital staff tallied up more than 60 people made desperately ill by alcohol and ate dead from it. Within the next two days, yet another 23 people died in the city from celebrating the season. As for the claim that some 10,000 people died of alcohol poisoning during the course of Prohibition, 
Through its repeal in 1933, that too is a figure we can source to Bloom, who did not, in the Slate article, specify where the estimate came from. So that is a Slate article by a guy named Bloom. I mean, there's so much that you can read about this, but let me tell you something. That This is like crazy on so many levels because the government was like, we don't, we don't, and see my theory on prohibition, you know, I know that there was like religious, um, there were religious forces at work back then. And there were, um, there were people like, um, there were representatives who wanted to keep their job. And so there was a strong, um, pressure on them to go along with this. But just the fact that, that these people would poison people who didn't follow the law. Just think about that. Like they would put, where is it? It says somewhere in this, um, in this article, it wasn't just the violent prohibition era gang wars that were dangerous to Americans drinking homemade moonshine and bathtub gym. According to the December 26, 1922 edition of the New York Times, five people were killed in the city on Christmas Day from drinking poisoned rum. All right, so this was in the New York Times, December 26, 1922. Um, that was only the beginning. By 1926, according to Prohibition by Edward Baer, 7... 150 New Yorkers perished from such poisoning and hundreds of thousands more suffered irreversible injuries, including blindness and paralysis. On on New Year's Day, 1927, 41 people died at New York's Bellevue Hospital from alcohol-related poisonings. Oftentimes, they were drinking industrial methanol, otherwise known as wood alcohol, which was lethal Legal, but extremely dangerous poison. One government report said that 480,000 gallons of liquor confiscated in New York in 1927 nearly all contained poison. Okay, so in 1927, 480,000 gallons of liquor was confiscated, confiscated in New York. And it all contained poison. How does that work? Right? The manufacturer, the manufacturers aren't going to do that. Right? And you can like do a deep dive into this and like read about it at length, you know, because I really can't do it justice on, on my podcast. Um, but how come it all contained poison? And why is there, why, why, why isn't, this more of a thing that people talk about. Well, we can't talk about that because it gives a black eye to the government. They just didn't figure out. See, when they figured out how to make money off of it, and that's what it's all about. They they figured out how to like tax it and make money off of it. That's what it's all about. That's what big tobacco was about. That's what that's what their marijuana stuff was about. They figured out the states that are that that legalized it. The federal government wanted to put their hand in the in the cookie jar. You know whether you're for legalization of marijuana or whether you're uh, for alcohol or for tobacco, whatever it is. 
you know, whatever your view is, I'm not really, I'm not really here to split hairs over or argue about like what is right or what's wrong because everybody has to make up their own mind what like morally they're cool with. You know, what I'm talking about is like when the federal government is not all right with the consumption of a substance, how is it okay that they poison you? Like, how is that cool? And then try to play it off, but there's overwhelming evidence that's the, the, that that's what happened, right? And so I don't know. Maybe that will I don't. Maybe that will explain a little bit to you why I am the way that I am. You know, I keep going back to people in power suck. Like, and it's not, it's just people, it just, they just do because they want to, they want to run things. Like if, if you, if you're going to break the law, you're gonna, you should die, (laughs) you know? And I mean, back then it was like executions were more common than, um, than they are today. But who gave these people the right to... I mean, what is that? That's kind of, I don't know if it's a felony or like a misdemeanor offense. But, I mean, who gave, who gave the government the okay? It was, it's like, it's like the, uh, hang on, I'm trying to like type something on my phone. Do, 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 I can't talk, I can't talk and type. Um... It's like, who gave the people this power to do this? And they did it kind of the way that everything is written that I read. It was never done on paper. It was just like a wink, 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 nod, nod, handshake type thing. Um, and so, I mean, you, I just encourage you to look this stuff up because it's important to, I mean, this is history. And this is history. You think, oh, that's so corrupt. Yeah, dude, that was like 100 years ago. This is the level of corruption that we were at 100 years ago. And you don't think that there's any now? Or you're just like, oh, beautiful for spacious guys. For those of you that are Americans, right? America is not our government. America is the people, right? And I think a lot of people get that twisted and get it messed up in their head like their perspective screwed up because they think that they think that it's these politicians you know oh glory be they would save us the saviors no they're not and they won't because this is the kind of stuff that they're capable of right this is the stuff that they'll do if you don't do what they want you to do they'll poison you (laughs) Oh, Glenn, that's a little horse. Well, okay, everybody stay home this week or this uh, Thanksgiving holiday, you know, or we'll poison all the turkeys. Okay, Glenn, now you're just being ridiculous. Maybe I that yeah, I am being a little bit ridiculous, but so are they. So are they. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to have a little snort. You're not allowed to drink a little hooch during during the during the prohibition. So we're gonna poison you. If, if you don't do what we want you to do. All right.
So you can look this up. If you just Google, did that government poison alcohol, USA Today, fact check, U.S. government poisoned some alcohol during Prohibition. You have the Snopes that's like, yeah, they did. Uh, but I mean, it's a mixture of truth. I mean, <laughs> they did and they didn't, you know, so maybe skip that one. Um, Slate, the little told story of how U.S. government poisoned alcohol. Uh, Saturday Evening Post. Time Magazine, Death from Drinking, A Short History of Fatal Booze. Um, I mean, there's so many. There's so many different, there's so many, the New York Times, there's so many different articles that you can look up, and I hope that you do over the holidays. There's a little something. You know how many people, like, had an innocent little glass of eggnog? You know, think about that. During pro, like during prohibition, they're like, "Oh, it's the holidays. I have a little." You know, they might even got it from Santa Claus. You know, next thing you know, you're dead, buddy. Next thing you know, the government done poisoned your eggnogs. But I just thought that that was screwed up. You know, and so I thought that I would tell you about it and bring a little, <laughs> a little holiday cheer to you. But uh, but man, I can't leave him. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible oh man it's just i've read about it. i was like i gotta tell i gotta say something about it but um but anyway um i hope everybody has a good thanksgiving i was trying to think back of memories i was trying to think back of uh of memories that i had from holidays and from um like Thanksgiving and Christmas has gone by and I thought about going to my grandmother's house when I was young and she had this big box of hot chocolate, right? She had this big, you know, like the Swiss mess. She had the big box, you know, and where you could like take a lot of packets and nobody would ever notice. So every morning I would get up and I would make, um, I would make a cup of hot chocolate and, and, she, like, I had this mug. She liked Ziggy. She really loved Ziggy. My grandma liked reading Ziggy, like, the comic strip. And she had a bunch of Ziggy stuff. But there was a Ziggy mug that was, like, my mug. And it was all bent up. Like, the mug was all bent up. Even when I was a little kid. And it said, like, I come from the school of hard knocks. And the mug's, like, all misshaped and beat up looking. And it's just funny that that was my mug. Because it, like, turned out to be true. Maybe she saw something in me and was like, oh, that's going to be you. <laughs> that's going to be you. Because you got to learn everything the hard way. But anyway, I would take two packs of Swiss Miss. I would take two packs of the Swiss Miss instead of one. And so my hot chocolate was like, man, it was so sweet. It would probably make my me sick to my stomach now. But it was so sweet. And uh, I just remember that this week. And it kind of made it was. Do you ever remember something that just kind of makes you smile, you know, to remember it? Yeah, you know, something good like that. But it was just like I would, I, I had to go overboard. Like I had to, I want two packs of Swiss Miss. And it was just like, man, it was so sweet. And I remember the granules still being at the bottom of the mug when I was done because I drank it as fast as, you know, you put it in the microwave. And, and, you know, you stand and she had this old microwave too, like this old microwave that was probably leaking. What's the stuff that uh, radiation, you know, and you stand in front of it with your big dumb face, you know, my head's taking in all this radiation from her microwave. That's old. Yeah. Like the first wave of microwaves. 
and I would stand there and just watch it, you know, shave, <laughs> shave days off my life every time I made a mug of hot chocolate. But anyway, that's uh that's that was a memory that made me feel good, man. That I remember that made me feel good was drinking out of my bent up mug at grandmommy's house. So uh so, but anyway, man, I hope that everybody's gonna have a good um Thanksgiving. Uh we're gonna do two turkeys. This year I'm gonna make my cornbread dressing. I mean, you all try. Yeah, if you if you never never made it before, if you never made cornbread dressing, you're like, man, Glenn, you just had me watering at the mouth. I'd be like, well, that's what all the ladies feel like when I come. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just. I give up. The, I give off that Sean Connery bad boy vibe. Is what I do. But if you never had it. And you're like, man, there's there because there are a lot of recipes online. Like, if you hit me up, if you're like, I want to try a little southern goodness this Thanksgiving. A lot of southerners too put egg in their gravy, like hard boiled egg. They'll cut it up and put it in their gravy. Like, I really don't care for that. I don't want chunks of hard boiled egg in my gravy. But it's a thing down here. I respect it. I give it mad respect. But uh, but anyway, if you don't know a good one, you can email me. Uh, you can send me a DM on Twitter and I'll send you a good recipe or I'll send you a link to a good recipe because I know what's up when it comes to that stuff because I, I just do. But anyway, um, I hope that everybody has a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Um, let's see the notes. If you look in the notes of the podcast, it's all the ways and means that you can hit me up. And uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, you need to subscribe to this podcast. You need to subscribe to it. You need to rate and review me. If if you don't like me, like if this is your first time listening, you're like, dude, I don't even like you. I don't want to leave you a review. Leave me a bad review if you don't like me. Be honest. I mean, I am who I am. Probably not going to change that much because of this who I am. But uh, but I mean, it's not you know, got to kiss my butt. I'm not asking for that. I'm just saying to to leave me a review and to subscribe because when you subscribe, if you listen to this podcast a lot, you just need to go ahead and subscribe because every time you scroll through the library, like and you're like, I gotta download the new Glenn Thing stuff. It just it takes time off your life, man. And I I want to conserve your time. I want to be responsible when it comes to your time because I really do appreciate you listening to me and spending your time doing that. So I want to be considerate of you by saying <laughs> by saying subscribe to me. <laughs> you see what I did there? A little manipulation never hurt nobody, but uh. But anyway, so two years ago today, on November 22nd, 2018, was actually Thanksgiving Day, right? Because it falls on Thursday every year, so the date changes. So actually, two years ago today was Thanksgiving. So I thought what I would do as a treat, you know, if you haven't listened to Glenn Think stuff um, very long, what I would do today was I would do like a throwback and include that episode... Um, at to the end of today's episode, it was just like, I don't even remember it all. I remember I was watching the parade and talking about the parade and making fun of stuff. And like, while I was, while I was, uh, podcasting, I had the Macy's day parade on. And so I thought just as a throwback, just as something fun that we could do, man, I thought that I would throw it, um, at today, at the end of today's podcast. So I hope that you enjoy 
um, this throwback episode, this throwback segment. Man, we've been around for a while. We got throwback segments from years past now. But uh, I hope that you enjoy it. I hope you and your family, families, family have like the best Thanksgiving, you know, in the U.S. Uh, if you are like outside the U.S. and you're like, man, I got to work. Y'all be getting off, eating all these turkey birds and doing all this business, man. I wish you all the best wherever you are. Um, and um, with that, Enjoy these throwback segments. Don't eat too much, y'all. Peace out. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Glenn and welcome to the Glenn Thanks the Podcast. It's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Dooty 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 doo. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I should stop right now and erase everything that I've done in the last 20 seconds and start all over again. But I'm not going to because it don't even matter. That's what I say. Happy Thanksgiving. Anyways, happy Thanksgiving. I hope that everybody is having an awesome Thanksgiving, you know, because I know when this podcast hits, everybody just drops what they're doing and listens to it in its entirety. (laughs) But if you're putting your brass knuckles on right now, ready to do some Black Friday shopping, you know, popping your earbuds in, what's up? How's it going? If you are working today, which I hope that you're not, but I know some people are, and I know that I have before. I hope that, you know, you still have a a cool day, and if this is like Monday and you're back at work, you know, I hope that thanks for listening in today. But anyway, I have some stuff to discuss today, a little bit of stuff, not a whole lot of stuff, not a lot, a whole lot of heavy stuff, just a little bit of fun, fun stuff for you. So check it out. 
Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, I'm so happy it's finally Thanksgiving. What are y'all eating today? Maybe a little yams. I love to eat me some yams. The ones with the marshmallows that go bubbly and turn brown like it's burnt, but it's not. Yeah, sometimes it's good, but not if they too hot. If they too hot, you'll get burned. One time, I just couldn't wait. I just couldn't, and so I shoveled it into my mouth, and I got blisters all in my mouth like a scoundrel, and my mom had to take me. My mommy had to take me to the ER and I had to walk around on black day with galls in my mouth. Some folks stuff turkey. Them nurses stuff my mouth like a gobbler. They did. Those like they're stuffing a turkey. They stuff galls in all in my mouth. Anyways, my Aunt Myrtle dragged me to black day shopping. You know that day where all the people walk through turkey farts and fight for stuff they want like all the poor people do that, right? I just think stuff. I don't really want stuff. But I mean, I got a snug in a tin of Christmas popcorn, you know? I love the cheese, the butter, and the chewy chocolate kind. That's my favorite. That one gets gone first because I hog it all up. Sometimes I get up and eat in the middle of the night while I talk to my pet turtle, Speedy. Old Speedy, he's pretty good, but he ain't Speedy in real life. He's just a turtle, you silly rascal. But Speedy does like chewy chocolate popcorn. I wonder who invented chewy chocolate popcorn. Probably Albert Einstein or Albert Edmondson or Albert Finney or some other guy named Albert. Anyways, enjoy them yams. Maybe do the little tongue, tongue tip test, you know, before you start shoveling in your mouth like you ain't ever ate before. You just stick your little old tongue on it. Make sure it ain't too hot. But happy Thanksgiving all the people ever in the world. Hey everybody, happy Thanksgiving to you. It's Thanksgiving 2018. This is Glenn and welcome to the Glenn Thanks Stuff Podcast. How are you doing right now? Do you have your whole arm shoved into a dead bird's carcass? <laughs> Probably not because you don't drop what you're doing on Thanksgiving to listen to Glenn Thanks Stuff Podcast. I think I'll ignore my family and listen to a podcast. I'm doing pretty good. I am flying solo this year. On Thanksgiving, I just wanted to chill out. I don't have my kids with me, and so I thought that I would just get some R&R. And so it's actually Thanksgiving morning right now, and I stayed up pretty late last night watching American Horror Story Apocalypse on Demand. And it is pretty good. Right now, I'm just sitting here chilling out. And I have the Macy's Day Parade, which I didn't know that it was still a thing. Because I thought Macy's was going out of business. But I guess they still have to have their parade. Here in America, if you're listening to this podcast abroad, here in America, we love our parades. And what a parade is for somebody that might be listening in a part of the world that's never heard of a parade <laughs> is uh these people just walk down the street you know and like thousands of people gather 
to just watch a bunch of human beings walk down a street and some of them have trailers and they're pulling people on trailers and then some people lip sync right now i think i don't know what this looks like right now there's all these ladies dancing i don't know if it's the rockets it might be the rockets but they're all dancing all around in the middle of the road and so that's what we like to do here we like to watch people just kind of go down the street and then they'll stop every so often and do a little dance in the middle of the road and they they shut down traffic for this they shut down traffic oh they just made a star that's special i wonder how long that took to uh to practice is it a star it looks like a square man i would hate to practice dancing and those ladies legs have to be cold it's pretty cold in new york right Man, let's freeze our legs off and do a little do a little dance in the middle of the road. <laughs> anyway, I'm not having a traditional Thanksgiving today. I actually am eating steak today for Thanksgiving. And so that's what I'm going to do. Maybe midway through this podcast, I might take a little break and grill a steak and just chill out. I will not keep watching the Macy's Day Parade because pretty much I just turn this on to have something to watch in the background to keep my mind stimulated since I'm only on my second cup of coffee. But I think those are the Rockettes because they did the little leg thing like the, oh, we're kicking, that's our, that's our trademark. Man, I wish my trademark was like kicking a bunch of times up in the air, but people don't... <laughs> People don't want to see Glenn in the middle of the road at the parade kicking his legs up in the air, you know? Even if I put on their little costume and tried to blend in. But now it looks like we have like a marching band. And, uh, oh, it went to a commercial now. I guess that they want me to buy stuff too. That's all commercials really are. It's just them trying to get me to purchase things. But it's just a Thanksgiving commercial with Amy Poehler. But this is all boring and terrible. <laughs> but anyway, so I went to the grocery store yesterday um, to get what I needed for Thanksgiving, which if you decide to eat steak on Thanksgiving, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it because number one, steak is awesome. You know? And number two, you will have your choice of you know, whatever kind of steak you want. You know, sometimes when you go to the grocery store and you're in the meat department and you are handling all of the meats and looking through all of the different assorted meats that they have, it's kind of slim picking sometimes, you know, and it's kind of hard to find what you want. And so yesterday was great because I went to the grocery store when I got off work and like I got my pick. I was standing there and it was packed out because everybody's panicking like, oh, gotta cook the big meal. And I was standing in front of all these steaks. And I mean, nobody was buying steaks, you know, the day before Thanksgiving. So it was really great because I, I got my choice, you know, of whatever I wanted. So that was pretty cool. One thing that was kind of strange that I found kind of strange is their salad like their salad like the bags of salad that they have because i just didn't want to do all that you know that's a lot of work to make a salad <laughs> for just for myself you know what i didn't understand is like the bags of salad that they have 
were wiped out. Wiped out. And I thought that was kind of strange on Thanksgiving because who who eats salad on Thanksgiving? I've never had like a family or a get-together on Thanksgiving where people were, you know, did you get your salad? You know, that's just kind of, that kind of weirded me out because I was like, why is everybody buying salad on Thanksgiving? I mean, I know I am, but I'm having steak and salad. So I just didn't understand that. I didn't understand that at all. But I got everything that I needed. And then I came home and worked on some some ideas that I wanted to talk about today for my podcast, which, as you can see, I did not <laughs> I did not work on very much, and I'm sorry. But I hope that everybody's having an awesome Thanksgiving. The actually the parade's back on, and there's all these happy, famous people wishing me a happy Thanksgiving. So I'm glad that you know I'm glad that they're spending time away from their families to do that for me because I really am lonely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm totally not. And I'm doing the exact same thing, so I can't say anything. That's like the pot calling the kettle black. There's more dancers. What are they doing? It's the Rockettes are still standing there, and they're all posed like statues. And there's polices on motorcycles with American flags. You know? I don't understand. I don't understand who, I mean, in downtown Manhattan would go out into all of this because that is just so many people, you know. I guess if you live there and you're kind of used to the all the people there, that's I guess that's cool to take your kids or it might be some kind of tradition for some people. But now they're just throwing confetti, you know. They're littering. There's a lot of confetti floating around, so they're littering a lot. That's not very environmentally responsible, if you ask me. That's just... And now there's a bunch of people carrying stars. And now there's a big old blowed up turkey and a big old thing that says Macy's. What is it, a Macy's going out of business? <laughs> it's a Macy's going out of business parade. And they're the cheerleaders. They look cool too. Man, I should be in this parade. I wonder what it would take for me to get into the Macy's Day Parade where I could just have a laptop on like a little, like a little push cart like a little podium, and I could just podcast walking down the front. I could be the Grand Marshal of the Macy's Day Parade. Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> but anyway, I won't keep talking about the Macy's Day Parade because that's just, it's on mute. I don't even know what's going on. I don't even know why I'm talking about it right now. But anyway, something that something that I have been thinking about um, is Christmas, Christmas time, Christmas time is here, and a lot of people's tradition on Thanksgiving is to go get their Christmas tree and to put up a Christmas tree. It's either that or the race to acquire material things. <laughs> That's another big thing on Thanksgiving. It seems like every year it gets earlier and earlier, and, uh, I mean, the stores are actually opening on Thanksgiving now, so the people that work at the stores don't even get time to spend with their families. They have to come to work and to feed the greed of all of us. And uh, But a lot of people do get their Christmas trees today. 
And so with Christmas season upon us, I've already been listening to Christmas music. I'm not going to lie. It makes me feel it makes me feel happy to hear Christmas music. So I've been listening to it for a minute already, but a lot a lot of that stuff starts now. Everybody starts getting into that stuff now. And I actually heard a song and it's the baby it's cold outside song. You know that song, baby it's cold outside. Well, I heard it on the radio. And everybody knows that song, right? And everybody loves that song, right? Right? Did you agree with me? Well, you're wrong. No, they don't. (laughs) So I noticed, I heard it on the radio, and I want to say it was the Michael Buble version. Michael Buble. Michael Buble. And uh, I heard the version that he did with this lady, and I don't know her name. I'm sorry off the top of my head. I didn't even look it up. But he did this version with this lady. I'm pretty sure it was him. And I noticed that the lyrics were different in the song, you know? And I don't know. I I was like, what's going on with that? Because, you know, the, the guy's like, you should stay. You don't want to go home. You want to stay here with me. And... The lady's like, I really got to go. And he's like, baby, it's cool outside. And uh, exactly like that. It sounded exactly like that. Actually, what that was, was that was a clip from the actual, from the, from the actual song is what that was. But anyway, so that's what the, the whole gist of the song. If you listen to it, that's like the whole gist of the song is, I got to go away. But baby, it's freezing out there. Um. So there's this one part where I guess the girl has like this glass of liquor or something. And she's like, what's in this drink? Well, what do you think's in the drink? You know what I mean? Like you're drinking it. What did he shove a glass of liquor into your hand when you were leaving? You know, you've been sitting there. So when I've heard that song always for years, I was like, well, like she's drinking this drink. You know what's in the drink because you're sitting there slurping it up. And chances are he is too. It's Christmas. It's Christmas cheer. It may be a little eggnog with a little snort in it. You know, I don't know. I've never dissected it in my head, but I always thought that that was kind of stupid because I was like, well, you know what's in it because it's not like he's like, oh, you're leaving. And then he ran and poured a glass full of liquor and handed it to you. Oh, what's in this liquor? And so... I've always thought that was kind of funny, but then I heard it redone, and that part was actually taken out of the song. They changed the lyrics, right, to that. And so what I did was I looked it up, like, what's going on with the song? You know, like, I'm behind because I don't think this is something that just got done. I think that I just overlooked it. Um, in years past, I overlooked the song getting changed. So I was like, what's up with that? You know what I mean? And so I looked it up and it's actually a thing. There were some news articles from like two or three years ago about this song getting redone and how it's an annual controversy. And the gist of it was that the guy was being too aggressive, you know, and like i don't know kind of like the what the news article say something about the man being like the wolf and i was just my first thought was seriously seriously yeah 
And I thought that why would you, why would you, just hang with me while I go through this, because this is just my thought process, right? And I don't, I'm not defending inappropriate behavior in any way by saying what I'm saying. I'm not doing that in any way, you know, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that, you know, this is like, it's all right. Like Bill Cosby walking around, putting stuff in drinks, you know, I'm not defending, you know, behaviors that are terrible and wrong, but I don't, I really don't think that this song, it's like a Christmas classic. I really don't think that that is the mentality that was behind the song, you know? And I just don't understand why you would redo a specific song that offends you. Because it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like saying, um, it's kind of like, to me, it's kind of like saying a curse word without saying a curse word. Like when people say F that, or what the H, or that person's acting like a B. You know what I mean? It makes you think, of the actual word when people do that. And so when a famous song gets redone like that and you redo the lyrics, it's not like kids bop, you know, the kids bop that redo like mainstream music for everybody. This is like a Christmas song that everybody hears. And pretty much essentially what they did is made a kids bop version of it. But everybody's like, Oh, what's in this drink? And if they're singing along and the lyrics got changed. So I just don't understand why you would just not listen to something. Why not just not listen to it? You know, if it offends you or if it's controversial to you, I just don't get it at all. You know, I don't understand the mentality behind that because I don't think that it was, I really don't think that it was written with any, I don't think the guy was trying to harm the girl. You know, I, I don't think that, I think they knew each other and I don't think, I think they were both probably drinking. And I think that was just a, that was just a, I don't know, like part of the song, like part of the, what they were doing in the song is hanging out. The fire was warm and they were sitting there having some drinks and, I don't know. This is just my, this is just my two cents is I just didn't understand that. So, you know, I thought about what I could do, you know, for, for, um, a Christmas song. Like if I redid a Christmas song, so as not to offend, so as not to offend anyone, I thought about, um, Frosty the Snowman, you know, and I think that I'm just getting ahead of it. I'm just getting ahead of it, you know, because it will happen eventually. Um, and people are allowed to be offended. You know, people are totally allowed to be offended. But I kind of agree. I saw like uh, Ricky Gervais did a stand up comedy special and he brought up a really good point. I think Ricky Gervais is a funny dude. And he brought up why don't people that get offended just turn stuff off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, why don't they just turn stuff off? And that's kind of the mentality that I have because it takes a lot to offend me. I'm not offendable. I'm not easily offended. And so, you know, I was just kind of, I was just kind of thinking what I could do. And I thought that what I would do is I would try to come up with a Christmas song that could be offensive, 
you know, before anybody else thought of it because I think stuff. And I came up with Frosty the Snowman. And, you know, I was like, hmm. He had a pipe, right? A corn cob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal, right? And I was like, well, that pipe could offend people who used to smoke crack or meth, you know? <laughs> What's in your pipe, Frosty? Or just hearing the word pipe referred to in a way that it's not like a PVC pipe, you know, or a drain pipe. It's a pipe that is used for smoking a substance, you know, and Frosty the Snowman had a pipe, you know. And so I don't want to offend anybody that used to ever smoke drugs or that smoke tobacco and quit. I don't want to offend those people either. Well, <laughs> this this is totally going off the rails, right? Fast. <laughs> but there's another lady lip syncing on the Macy's Day Parade, and there's like the Jolly Green Giant blow up. I wonder how many thousands of dollars this cost. I wonder how much they spend on all this. There's a bunch of people dressed up as flowers on the Green Giant, and the lady singing on the float. She's lip-syncing. She has a microphone, but you know she's lip-syncing. That thing ain't even on. That thing is not even on. That would be hilarious if, like, the, if, the, if she was shaking around the mic and the end of it came open and the batteries fell out of it. <laughs> and she just kept going. That would be great. But anyway, since I'm already here and I'm already, you know... I'm already in it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna push through. I'm gonna trudge through this and just bear with me, you know, because it's all in good fun. I'm not trying to offend anybody and I'm not making fun of anybody that gets offended. Maybe I am a little bit. I'm sorry. It's the Christmas spirit. It says that you're supposed to do that in the Christmas stories. Anyway. Alright, so he was made out of snow. And, you know, that is slang for cocaine, you know. That is slang for cocaine. It was made out of snow. Oh, what kind of snow? That triggers people. Well, I can't tackle everything today, people. I can only tackle one thing at a time. So today, I'm going to tackle the corncob pipeline, right? The corncob pipeline. And so I was like, well, so I need to come up with a suitable replacement for that line, Right. And so, you know, I jotted down a few ideas that I had for, you know, what I could replace the corncob pipe line with. And this is what um, I came up with. So this is probably, you'll probably be hearing this um, on the radio in a year or two. Because I think that once people realize how, how offensive Frosty is, you know, something will get done about it and I'm already in front of it. So here you go. Suitable replacements. With Michael Stipe and a button nose. <laughs> That's my first one. You could you could replace Corncob Pipe with Michael Stipe, right? From R.E.M. The singer from R.E.M., Michael Stipe. All right. Or you could say with some fruit that's ripe and a button nose. Fruit that's ripe. Fruit is not offensive. Fruit is not offensive in any way. So some fruit fruit that's ripe. Uh, he was the pleasant type with a button nose. That is probably the least offensive out of all the ones that I came up with. It just doesn't make you... I mean, when you hear a corncob pipe, you're just like... <gasps> 
Yeah, but if you just say, he was the pleasant type with a button nose and two eyes made out of gold. So, there you go. Ah, oh, they have the elf on the shelf blow up. The big blow up thing. And they didn't, they showed it for a split second and then they went to a commercial and they just want you to buy more things. Look at that little kid shaking money out of her piggy bank. That is terrible. They should not do that. This poor little kid wants to buy her parents something and she, she shook, uh, shook her piggy bank upside down, you know. But then I guess she realized that she was broken, busted, and disgusting. And so she just made homemade stuff. And see, it's a it's a Macy's commercial. So, I mean, she made homemade stuff. Why would you encourage that if your business is struggling? You know? That's crazy. Our stuff costs so much money, you can't even afford it. So just make your own. That's a pointless commercial. Oh, but anyway, my bad. My bad. So, what's the pleasant type? That was one. All right, here's another one. With the pumpkin pie and a button nose. You know, that's, that's Thanksgiving-y. You know, pumpkin pie, that's Christmassy. With some pumpkin spice and a button nose. Man, that was off the top of my head for all you pumpkin spice lovers. You know, and that's good. That's positive. There's nothing offensive. What about this one? With a murder knife and a button nose. <laughs> now that's just going in the opposite direction. But I couldn't resist. I just was thinking of stuff that rhymed with, you know, corncob pipe. And I was like, murder knife? Murder knife? That's like a little Dexter. Like if you had a Dexter snowman. If Frosty the snowman was Dexter Morgan, it would be with a murder knife and a button nose. <laughs> and lastly... The last one I have, I swear this is the last one I have, and I'm not going to keep going because this is, this is a disaster. The last one that I have is with an underbite and a button nose <laughs> to isolate out of coal. What you think about that? Cash me outside, how about that? But that's all I have, and I'm just doing my part. I'm doing my part to cater to people that get offended and want to change everything you know, that they don't like. And, I mean, really, honestly, I'm not going to keep harping on this. It was just something for me to talk about, something that I thought about, you know, because there's terrible, there's terrible people in the world that do terrible things in the world, but this is my mentality, right? And I'll just put it out there, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't, I don't even care if you disagree with me, you know, and I'm not going to argue with you because I honestly, it doesn't, I mean, whatever, it doesn't bother me that you have your opinion, you know, but I kind of think there are all these horrible people in the world. Ah, uh, there's the Sesame Street float. I used to watch Sesame Street when I was little. I did. I did. But anyway, there's all these horrible people in the world and my mentality is that why I let their horrible actions dictate what we all do? You know what I mean? Like, I know that you have to, uh, to a certain extent, you have to protect yourself. But at the, like, at the same time, you don't change a Christmas classic, you know, because of people like that do horrible stuff, you know? That's just my opinion. That's just, you know, that's just how I look at it. You know, but that whole bit was a disaster. And I'm sorry, but you know, if something offends you, you can keep remaking it. It doesn't bother me. 
It really doesn't. So there's that. I'm sorry. There's, there's that. Frosted the snowman. We got to redo it in 2019, baby. But anyway, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take a little food break and turn this horrible parade. Well, I'm so, I'm sorry. That might offend you that I said it was a horrible parade. I'm just going to change this parade because it's so awesome that I can't bear to watch it anymore. And I'm going to eat some food. And I hope that everybody ate a lot of food for Thanksgiving. And uh, because when you hear this, it's not live. Like I'm acting like it's live. I hope you're eating good food right now, too. And you're like, dude, it's Monday. But anyway, I'm going to take a little break and I shall return momentarily. All right, I'm back. That was fast. I was fast. I'm just a super duper fast guy. I hope that everybody's having a good Thanksgiving, and I hope that nobody has gotten their loincloth in a bunch because you did not sample their pie. But, anyway, <laughs> I was thinking about why I was eating. Why does everybody eat turkey on Thanksgiving, right? So, maybe that was like the meat that the pilgrims and Indians ate on the first Thanksgiving. I really don't know. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. So, did they, they probably ate deer like venison and turkeys. And I wonder if they ate any wild, like, boars or hogs, you know? But I was like, why why eat turkey just one day a year, you know, at Christmas time, too? A lot of people eat turkey. Like, if it's so good, if you like it so much, why not eat it year-round, you know? It's weird that specific foods are associated with holidays, you know? That's just kind of strange, you know, and I, I get the I get the comfort that you get from traditions. I know how traditions can be comforting, but if it's really not that great, if you're not like, oh, I can't wait to eat turkey. I can't even wait. If it's so good, why not eat it all the time? You know, why just follow the trend, like blindly follow the trend with everyone else? I guess I understand it if, like, you have traditions with your kids and they like to do stuff every year. I totally get that. I understand that. But if you don't really like something, you know, you should probably do what you want, you know. And I think I'm a big believer in doing what you want as long as it doesn't hurt people, you know. I think you should totally be yourself because you got to think about, like, is is me being happy you know, more important, like eating what I want to eat, is that more important? Or is it more important to follow a tradition, you know? And if you're doing it for other people, that is like a good reason to probably keep going with the with the tradition. But some things in life make me happier than habits or tradition. Like steak. Steak makes definitely makes me happier than you know, turkey would have today, but that's just me. It's just something to think about. It's not a big deal. You don't have to get all upset about it, but I'm not going to tie you up anymore today. Thank you for checking out the Glenn Thanks Stuff podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate all the support that I've gotten. Thank you to my new listeners and to my old listeners. I've been getting some cool shout outs lately, um, just from random people. And, uh, and, Let's see, what can I tell you about right now? Oh, I know. In lieu of any kind of Patreon, Patreon, however you say it, 
I'm not even fancy, and I can't have one because I don't even know what it's how to say it. So I can't have something if I don't even know how to say what it, what it is. Do you understand? But in lieu of any kind of financial stuff that I would ask for, like give me your dollars for doing this, I just want you to donate to this little girl with cancer named Lily Douglas. And Lily Douglas is the sweetest little girl, man. And she had cancer, and she actually got rid of her cancer, and it came back. And she is undergoing some some expensive uh, treatment and uh, in Spain. Her parents took her to Spain. And there's actually a GoFundMe page for Lily that I will put in the notes of this podcast. And that would be an awesome thing to do at Thanksgiving. You could pass the hat around the Thanksgiving table and say, look here, Glenn, thanks stuff said we need to give money to this little girl. And why not, you know, show thanks for the health that we have um, by helping somebody out, you know, being thankful. You know, that's a good way to show that you're thankful is by helping somebody out. And actually um, on Twitter this week, I saw this, this, uh, this awesome lady named DJ the awesomest lady ever in the world donated to Lily Douglas. Thank you, DJ. Shout out. Um, I love that. I love seeing people help people like that, especially um, Lily. But if you want, uh, if you want information about that, they will, there will be a link to her GoFundMe in the notes of the podcast. If you want to email me directly, I'll send you all the information and my email is glennthinkstuff at yahoo.com. Glennthinkstuff at yahoo.com. I say it twice because that's how to be professional. That's what to do. That, that's the only professional part of this podcast is when I say my email twice. <laughs> but anyway, totally no pressure. I know a lot of people help uh, different causes. And uh, like I'm not pressuring you to do anything that you don't want to do. All I'm saying is it, it's really a good cause, you know, because there's a lot of lame causes and ripoffs, but this is like a legit cause that um, I support and I think that is cool. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please go on iTunes and leave me a review, an honest review. I don't even care what kind of review it is. I hope that's a good review, but if it's not, you know, what case of rice or you know what I mean? But do that, that helps bump me up and helps more people be able to find me in search results. If you would like to hear me talk about anything specifically, you can email me, glenthinkstuff at yahoo.com, glenthinkstuff at yahoo.com, and, uh, and I will talk about that. You know, whatever it is, I'll think about it and then I'll ramble about it. Um, if you have any like criticism for the podcast, you can shoot me a message on Twitter. Um, follow me at Stuff so you know when new episodes drop. If you're not subscribed, you should just subscribe anyway. But if you want to uh, send me a message on Twitter, you can do that, or you can tweet me out in front of everybody. Or you can email me, you know, your constructive criticism, glennthinkstuff at yahoo.com, glennthinkstuff at yahoo.com. And, uh, you know, that's cool if you want to do that. But I hope that, you know, everybody has a great Thanksgiving. You know, we we all have a lot to be grateful for. There's a lot to be thankful for every day. You know, I in my own life, I don't even, you know, acknowledge or think about every day. You know, so if you have, like, 
a bunch of thoughts about stuff that you're thankful for, I'd like to hear about them. You can email me at glenthinkstuff at yahoo.com. Glenthinkstuff at yahoo.com. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll stop now. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all.